Welcome to Celtic Legacy. I'm T.M. Moore. Most of the monasteries that served as bases for community, worship, instruction, and mission during the period of the Celtic Revival were governed by a rule of discipline. When, in the midst of the 6th century, Brendan set out to form his own monastic community, one of the first things he did was to read all the monastic rules he could, hoping to learn from them how he ought to structure the community he would form at Clonford. One significant exception to this practice of having a common rule was a community founded by Columkila on Iona. While no monastic rule exists to instruct the monks how they should live and work together, everyone seems to have known what was expected of them, and few, if any, fell out of favor with the community. Coleman MacBeogni was a student of Columkila and a member of the Iona community. He compiled what he called the Alphabet of Devotion. Think of it as the ABCs of living at Iona to teach and guide the community according to the teaching and example of Columkila. In this and following installments of Celtic Legacy, we're going to take a look at Coleman's alphabet, and we will glimpse something of the kind of people who, by their faith and work, propelled the Celtic revival for nearly four centuries. Our text is from John Carey's King of Mysteries. Here is part one of The Alphabet of Devotion. Faith together with works, eagerness together with steadfastness, tranquility together with zeal, chastity together with humility, poverty together with generosity, silence together with conversation, division together with equality, patience without resentment, fervor without harshness, mildness together with fairness, confidence without carelessness, fear without despair, poverty without arrogance, confession without excuses, teaching together with fulfilling, climbing without falling, being low toward the lofty, being smooth toward the harsh, work without grumbling, guilelessness together with prudence, humility without laxity, religion without hypocrisy. All these things are contained in holiness. It is when full of charity that one is holy. He walks in charity. Every evil fears him. Every good loves him. He has honor upon the earth. He has glory in heaven. Love God, everyone will love you. Fear God, everyone will fear you. This is the rule of the clergy. Devotion subject to moderation according to God's will. He who learns it and practices it will be rewarded hundreds of times on earth and will possess the kingdom of heaven. Imagine the impact such a community of like-minded and like-living men would make on the people around them. Who would not rejoice and find safety among men characterized by the virtues and practices piled together in Coleman's opening paragraphs? Nothing like this exists anywhere we have ever experienced, not even in most of our churches. That diversity amid unity, humility, and deference, hard work, and zeal for life described here was the outcome of Colum Kela's teaching and example. All who visited the community on Iona discovered the hospitality, devotion, vision, and energy of the place to be unlike anything they'd ever known. All who came to live, learn, and work there made their contribution to the character of what became known as Holy Isle. The summary of these virtues and practices is charity, which produces holiness, 
The key to this rule of life is in fearing and loving God and being entirely subject to his will. And this is life in the kingdom of heaven as Colum taught it. Coleman experienced it and the monks and community on Iona lived it for more than a hundred years. Colum understood very well the fear of God. His early penitential poem, Exalted First Sower, portrays God as sovereign over all the cosmos, a being of infinite wisdom, majesty, goodness, and power, who rules the vast cosmos according to his will and for his glory. The wise will get in step with this God, Colum taught, and forsake all temporal ambitions and material comforts to serve him. Through Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit, all who believe may learn the fear and love of God by studying his word. But they must study not merely to learn, but to practice. As Coleman wrote, only those who learn and practice the fear and love of God will increase in charity and holiness and know the blessings of God in this life and beyond. So it's good that Coleman took the time to write down what life in a God-fearing and God-loving community could be like. We look forward to his further elaborations on this theme with a view to discovering how we too can bring our own lives and communities to be the kind of alphabet of devotion that can make a holy aisle of our lives. To learn more about the Celtic Revival and its enduring legacy, click the bookstore tab at our website and order a free PDF copy of our book, The Celtic Revival, A Brief Introduction. Join us for the next podcast in this series as we continue our examination of the alphabet of devotion. Until then, for Celtic Legacy and the Fellowship of Alba, this is T.M. Moore.